Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Did you send your um your thing to the guy? Great. Hello. Hey everybody, good morning. Thanks so much for joining me. This is Harriet Kamek with Down to Earth. And we are live this morning as we talk about a home record law in North Carolina. I just wanted to make sure everyone heard that. Uh, it, it, it's, we're, we are gonna talk about it. <laughs> Cause this is the craziest thing I've heard in a long, long time. And I thought I would invite you, my audience, into my shenanigans as you can hear in the background some of the stuff that we do while we're waiting to go on air. So if you heard something, you heard something. I trust you didn't hear anything too much. (laughs) That is going to be too revealing or, you know, that's going to make it hard for us to come back. But I wanted to talk about this because I found it amusing and I found it entertaining that someone actually, I kid you not, these things happen. Somebody actually sued his ex-wife's lover. And um, I'm kind of like, I, I think we all need a little, uh, how shall I say this? A little, uh, 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 just a little, just a little diversion from the news of the day, right? Uh, so I thought I would kind of just make it amusing for the rest of us. I don't know. <laughs> so a man in North Carolina the thing I like about uh, podcasting is that it's live and interactive. It's not scripted or stayed or something like that. So believe it or not, these things happen. A man in North Carolina is suing his ex-wife's lover, claiming the man is a homewrecker. So I was curious about this. Does this even have any merits? Like, does this even have any kind of um, hustle. <laughs> what do you all think about that? Does this have any, is there any standing? Like, does he have any ground to stand on? And I couldn't believe that this actually happened. So I was like, oh my gosh. So I, I, I did some searching around and I began to look into, I live in Michigan. So what are the applications for Michigan? What are the implications for Michigan? Is it something that anyone has likely could do. And I found much to my chagrin and to my surprise that there's actually something called a loss of consortium. So I'll get into that in just a bit because I think we, I think we need to look at it because you might be scratching your head like, really? Sincerely? Yeah, it happened. A man in North Carolina is suing his ex-wife's lover because he's claiming that the man wrecked, the, the, the love affair wrecked his marriage. And there are two ways you can look at this. I mean, <laughs> I'm looking into your faces and I'm trying not to keep the smile because do you remember some years ago when uh, no fault divorce became a thing and everybody rejoiced? That meant you could get a, you didn't have to have grounds for divorce, right? So it, it, you could just say irreconcilable differences. You remember that? Okay, so most people now who get divorced, you don't even realize that you are the partner accountable for the breakdown of the marriage. And the judge is going to grant the divorce without consideration. In North Carolina and about six other states, 
there is a law on the books called the Homewrecker Law. It dates from the 1800s. And I'm telling you the honest truth. I think we need to perhaps go back into uh, in, and look at review. Somebody needs to sit down and look at some of these laws that are still obscure, but are there nonetheless. And they are there. And because they are there, they can be quite damaging to modern life and the progress of modern life, right? Uh, uh, it, so what I'm going to do, so, so I thought I would, I'm trying to distract you all from the news of the day because it's not looking real good right now, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I want us to focus on something else that life does move along and life goes on here in America, right? So when you think about it, you, you have to, it makes you wonder, are there any more obscure laws that we perhaps need to look into before we realize that these laws still exist? and that they're going to have some serious ramifications for our lives, right? Because think about it, how in God's green earth would anyone have ever thought that if somebody caused your marriage to fall apart, you realize that you have some recourse, you can actually sue the person. And this guy actually, the court, the, 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 they, he was actually awarded damages in the amount of $750,000. Now, whether he's going to collect on it is irrelevant. I mean, it now becomes a debt that the person owes. So that means it lands on their credit report. And it is something he could ostensibly sue to retrieve property by placing a lien on the person's property. Do you see how serious this implication is? So I just want to put it out there. So for those of us who like to diddle daddle and you know you think it's fun or it's an ego trip because the way this guy described it i was smiling not at his pain but at the circumstances that he was describing he said the guy was a neighbor or something like that or a friend so he would come over to their home and what he did was he would visit with the wife when the husband was absent and it was through those visits that he claimed he was being you know being a friend or being whatever, that he actually, actually, dear God in heaven, began an affair that proved detrimental to his marriage. So he's claiming loss of affection, loss of consensual, loss of sex, loss of sexual intimacy or something like that. And the law does exist. And I kid you not, I was so blown away that such a thing could happen. So people, they're advocates for the law, obviously, because I think, I think what we're saying is that there has to be some level of accountability, right? There should be some accountability. You can't just break up. So it's like a man who chooses to have an affair or a woman who chooses to have an affair uh, with someone to the exp expense of the marriage. You break up your marriage because you choose to have an affair. So in this case, he's blaming the other party. It's not that he's not blaming his ex-wife either. He's not saying she got off scot-free and she was not a willing or active participant in, in, in the shenanigans. He's just saying the man, he's holding the man accountable. And it is a dangerous precedent because now, other like-minded souls, no pun intended, other like-minded men who might think it's fun to, you know, have a little diddle-dally on the side. You know, some people think it's the safest thing is to have an affair with someone who is married because then they're going to respect certain boundaries or whatever. So anybody who is thinking like that now, they're like, well, <laughs> I don't know if I want to pursue that because, you know, I don't want anybody to come suing me to be a homewrecker. In essence, that's what the law comes down to. It's, it's, it's being called a homewrecker. But in a more serious sense, though, you have to look at it that there is such rampant abandonment of the idea of marriage in today's society. At some point, something was going to be done anyway, right? We, people get married and just get married as if there is no recourse. Like, I can marry you and I can divorce you as if being married is not a commitment, as if being married doesn't mean that you have committed to one person. That's literally what it means. Being married doesn't mean that you have an out. Being married means that once you get married, you are staying with this person and you're only going to commit to having sex with this one person. And all your sexual, emotional affection between erotic, in an erotic 
upsetting comes only from this person. That's what being married is. And I think today people are like, I don't know that I want to commit to one person. I can't see myself. Have you ever heard someone say that? I can't see myself just having sex with one person for the rest of my life. And I am like, then how many people did you plan to have sex with in your lifetime? Like seriously, right? So, so when you think about that's what marriage is supposed to do. It was designed to keep the fabric of society together. If, if you can't commit to arc, I, I question individuals who can't commit in a relationship. Can you commit to anything else? That used to be how we thought until other people came along and said, well, I can commit to anything I want to do. I just don't want to commit to, being, to, to having one partner. And then you found out that they really do have issues with commitment because when they abandon the partner, they abandon the children that come with it. They abandon the whole community that came with that marriage. So they really had issues with, 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 with commitment in the first place. It makes you question all kinds of issues that emanate from this situation. And it, it caused me to really sit down and think. So I thought, out of fun, in the next segment, I'm going to examine what, we, what I discovered about uh, Michigan. Because it was mind-blowing to me that such a thing could actually happen. And, and what it did was it makes me wonder how many of us have given thought to this. I mean, like seriously, there are people right now who are grieving. You might not ever come forward, but you are grieving because someone systematically made stake a claim to your spouse and ruined your life by ruining your marriage. And you are perhaps now wondering, oh, so I could sue them. I You'd have to consult a lawyer. I don't know what the laws are applicable in your state, right? And you'd have to consult. Of course, you're going to have to find out if there's a statute of limitations on it, like only what you can only sue while the marriage is present or ongoing or immediate post-divorce, whatever. I don't know about that. You'd have to consult a lawyer for that. And you'd have to consult the applicability of such a law in your state. There are other ways to go around it from what I'm gathering. And I think it behooves all of us to examine these things. You know, one of the, you're talking about marriage. One of the things that I have discovered years ago, someone I know was getting married and they were young people. And you always want to encourage people to get married. And from their perspective, very few individuals in their community, in their family group had been married, right? So they were wondering and testing, is marriage even relevant? Should we get married? So I didn't want to be the arbiter of, of bad news. I just said, I think it's always a good thing when people commit to staying with one another. It's good for the children and it's good for both of you. It makes you emotionally stable. You make better decisions. You combine your finances together so you will have a better life. Well, do you know, they actually went and got married. All of a sudden, all the things I said came true because once they got married, guess what? He got you know, he got more responsibility at work, you know, started to get more money. And before you knew it, they paid down, they, they filed their taxes together, got their tax returns, had a goal, they paid down on a house, seriously, got their money together, paid down on a house and are living in a house, bought a house. Even now, if they had not married, they probably wouldn't have done that. And some of you are listening to me and you're men and you're saying, well, I bought a house and I didn't need a wife and I didn't need a woman to do that. I just did that on my own. And I'm listening to you and I'm like, your need has not yet manifested. When it does manifest, that's when you're going to call your sister or your auntie or your mother to come and care for you. See, what we have done is we are eliminating ourselves and we are putting ourselves at a disadvantage and you're making yourself vulnerable to anybody who can come and take over right you we, there is a reason why we had marriage we didn't have marriage established in the society or in the community or in our communes at the time our communes at the time because somebody was having a bad hair day or someone was going to pose a restriction on your ability to have free agency of your your male body parts no that was not what it was designed, nor if you're a female who feel like you should be free to explore all your sexual options. No, that was not what it was designed to do. It was designed simply to keep a moral code and to keep morality together and to keep people 
feeling better about themselves. Now, everybody knows everybody plays around. People cheat like it's crazy. It's no big deal. And they still stay married. Because at the end of the day, everybody wants to do what? Go home to somebody. Everybody wants a person who keeps the light on while you're out. You'd be amazed how some men will tell you that they go and they are out all day, all night. But they go home to somebody who is still waiting there and who in the morning is probably going to get up and make them coffee or ask, how are you doing? You would be surprised. Sometimes I think wives become mothers in a sense because after a while, a man goes home, there's someone whom he's going to confide in. Sometimes the wife becomes the best friend because she listens to the things that he can't tell his business partner and he can't tell his brotherhood at the club. Now, what he will tell them is going to be different from what he tells his wife. You'd be surprised what a man tells his wife about the people whom he interacts with. He might just share parts of his life, but with a wife, she gets all of his life. She hears everything because he's going to talk and he wants to feel that there is a safe place to talk. Some of you don't even realize that that's what you're searching for when you're looking for a partner. You're looking for someone with whom you can feel completely safe with, whom you can completely be yourself with without being judged. That's probably what that, the, the man from North Carolina, he identified the areas in his marriage that broke down. And he had a straight face about it, guys. He had a straight face about it. He was not joking. He said, well, if this is, if this is going to help someone else keep their marriage, he said, fine. But he said, my life was wrecked when my marriage was wrecked. My wife and I were going along and getting along fine until this guy came up and started telling her other things and she became distracted and she stopped providing me with affection and love and the loss of financial blessing, you know, the finances that came, the stability that came. And he said, somebody has to pay for it. Honestly, I can't say that I blame him because I think at some point there has to be some accountability. You can't just randomly walk into people's lives and wreck their lives and then just walk away as if nothing had just taken place. And for some reason, I find myself squat in the middle of this because it was just a few weeks I was listening to someone tell a story of how after 28 years of marriage, she found herself homeless. Because her marriage had fallen apart, she had moved into the home when she got married, 28 years. She had moved into the home because her husband was the one with the money and the power. She had to leave the home. She had nowhere else, she had nowhere to go. Then I heard another story, I read another story about another woman who after 22 years of marriage, the children had grown up and they were now off to college. Her husband said he doesn't want to be married anymore. He started cheating, started hanging out late at night. The marriage became untenable. The relationship had broken down and he wanted, he was comfortable. He wanted a divorce and they had to sell the house that she had lived in for 22 years. And then she had to go rent something that she could afford. She had to go rent somewhere. It was appalling to her that, you know, the emotional trauma, right? Somebody at some point has to pay. Somebody has to be accountable for all of this. It's not enough for a guy to say, I don't want to be married anymore, or for a woman to say. And this happens with women too. Women do come to the point where they, you know, a guy said once, I read a story once where a man says, here are the things to look out for when your wife is about to leave. This is about marriage. And we're talking about marriage within the context of marriage. So everyone who is wrong is equally wrong. Okay. And I read a story where a man said that the minute your wife (laughs) starts working out and she hires a personal trainer, that's the first sign that your marriage is going. I kid you not. He actually said that. He said, because the minute she hires a personal trainer, that tells you she's sleeping with a personal trainer, and then it's only a matter of time before she doesn't want you anymore. And true to form, that's what happened in a couple experiences that I've read about, right? So it's almost as if we get to the point where in this society today, it's all about me and how I look. It's all about me and me, 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 me. It's not about the unit. I There are instances where people have stayed together for 40, 50, 60 years. Mind you, there might have been instances that there was abuse, but people stuck it out and stayed together. Not, I'm not talking about physical abuse where somebody is going to kill you. 
like in my story where they took a knife to my ribs and they were ready to kill me. I'm talking about what we would typify as define as emotional abuse, right? And people stuck it out so that there could be an inheritance for the children. They stuck it out. It, it amazes me every time I go out and I see the other day I was at the bank and I saw an elderly couple and I, I felt tears rolling down my face. They were elderly. I mean, seriously, both of them, they need someone to watch them, right? But she needed to go to the bank. And they were like, they must have been in their late 70s to early 80s. Because normally people who are still in their late 60s and 70s, or early 70s are still, you know. And she, will, she wanted to go to the, to the entrance of the bank. He parked the car, got out of the car, right? And opened the door, the car door, to help her out. And he walked her to the door of the bank and held the door. He could barely walk himself. And you should see the two of them. You could see how they were clinging to each other. They were, I was, I stood there and I said, Jesus, I, I tried for 13 years. And after being beaten up so many times, I was like, if I stay here one more year, I'm going to be dead. So let me walk out instead of being taken out. But, you know, it, it struck me. And I, and I said, to, I, I wanted to cry because I rushed up to the door to, you know, to hold the door for them. And the look on their faces were just like, thank you, sweetheart. And I'm like, ooh. And I'm like, I couldn't say anything. I was overcome with emotion. The tears were just in my eyes, rolling down my face. When I saw that, that was love exemplified, years and years of love. In other words, what I'm saying is we said that we loved each other when we started. Sometimes you have to go back to that love because in today's world where everything is instant and microwave, it's like want it now, put it in the microwave, two minutes later, it's cooked, right? Okay, I hope you all don't cook anything in the microwave, but anyway, anyway that's for another day, right? And in today's world where we want everything so in our, on our own terms, if it doesn't happen my way, there's no give and take. There's no compromise. The minute you start saying compromise, people start getting upset because it has to be my way, my way, or no way. It, it's, there is no due consideration for the other person's feelings. For, 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 for those folks who cheat, have you ever thought about what your partner feels like? Have you ever thought about what must happen to them? There are some people who say that after someone cheats, it makes them feel less than. For the rest of their lives, they keep asking, why? Was I not enough? Why? I, I read a, a story where a woman said that, and I, was, I wanted to go and hug her. because Not just because I can relate, because who has not been cheated on, right? No matter what you look like, honey, if they're going to cheat, they're going to cheat. Because invariably, people do not care. They don't care enough about you they don't care about how you feel because we live in a society where it's all about me it's me me and me how do i feel it's not any consideration for how the other person feels and how it's going to impact the other person and especially if you have children so okay so most people say well i found out afterwards that i had married the wrong person you must have known that after you spent thirty five thousand dollars for the wedding, and you invited a whole group of people to be witness to what you claim was the love of your life. That's why you got married, because you thought you had met the one. So how come two years later, he's not the one? And you are, you thought, think you have now found the one because you're having sex with someone else. I think we need to come to the place where we start defining sex for what it is. That sex is a part of marriage, and having sex within marriage is part of the marital contract. And so if you are, if it's part of the marital contract, then having sex outside of the marriage has broken the bonds and has broken the marital contract. Distribution of affection. When, I remember when my marriage was falling apart. I kid you not. I went for counseling and uh, the, the minister who was counseling me told me this. Now, my ex-husband was beating me blue lights and yellow lights. So all I really wanted to hear was get out of this, right? But you know what the minister said? He said, as a result of the physical abuse, are you able to satisfy your husband's emotional needs? No. 
are you able to satisfy his sexual needs? He said, flat out, are you having sex right now? I said, no. He said, then the marital contract is broken. And you are responsible for his sexual needs and emotional needs to be met. And he's responsible for your sexual and emotional needs to be met. And if it's not happening, then you need to free yourself and free him. Otherwise, you become just as liable for what he's not getting done. Oh, my God, that was enough for me. In other words, when we get married, this is why having premarital counseling is important. Because people get, you know, they go to Las Vegas and they're like, oh, I'm here. And I feel, you know, you just had great sex that morning. So your hormones are singing and you determine that your hormones are happy. And that's what constitutes the basis for a good relationship. The basis for a good relationship is looking into the eyes of someone and saying, is this the faith I want to wake up with for the rest of my life? Is this the faith that I believe I can invest in? Do I trust this faith? Do I trust this person? Is this whom I want to be with for the rest of my life? And you have to come clean and honest with yourselves because I'm going to kid you not. You will always find somebody who will make your hormones zing sexually. You will always find that extra oomph. Somebody, the 80-20 rule is always going to apply when it comes to sex. There will, you will always be over here getting your 80% satisfied. But the 20% over there, you will say, man, if I could just have that. So you go over there after the 20% and you find you're in a deficit over here. I got to talk about that some more, the 80-20 rule, right, as it applies to relationships. Because we have what we have done is creating our society and creating our minds this idea that I am not truly satisfied. Can I just be honest with you? That's placing a lot of burden on one person for them to satisfy every need that has never been met. From you were a kid, every need that has not been met, suddenly this one person is supposed to do it? Why are we holding our partners responsible for our own happiness when we ourselves are not even self-fulfilled? That's kind of the burden that we're placing. You have issues with yourself. I'm not saying the man from North Carolina has had issues, but I'm just saying if you have issues with your self-esteem, and you have issues with how you feel about yourself. Why has it now become someone else's responsibility? Why is it now someone's responsibility to be able that they should fulfill this? They should fulfill this. Do you see what I'm saying? It's not fair, is it? Is it fair? No, it's not fair. Talk to me. Is it fair? No, it's not. So we have placed this burden. I know you're listening because many of you are nodding your heads and you're like, you know something, I never thought about it like this. Or I might even be echoing exactly how you feel. I might even be justifying how you feel. Maybe you are someone whom this happened to, but you're never able to talk about it or enunciate it in this way. But seriously, seriously. So the next time that you meet someone whom you think is someone you probably are thinking of being with, you probably need to ask yourself this question before you go any further, before you, is this the faith that I want to wake up with every day? Is this the person? Look deep into the eyes of the person so you can see as far in as you can see. Talk to people. We spend so much time having sex in bed. We think that that's the be all and end all. But when the sex is over, how do you relate to one another? What do, does he or she believe about this? And what, what, what do they believe about this? Is it compatible with my beliefs? And establish a contract, people. Can you just say amen? Write out a contract. A contract doesn't have to be something you take to, 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 the, to the lawyer to, notar to have notarized. How about the two of you take out a sheet of paper and write down what you expect and what you, your deal breaker, your pros and your cons, and write it down. How about that? And you sign your names to it. Then you go kiss about it. See if you can live with that. And you have that all the time during your marriage. It comes back to that contract. Establish some boundaries. I believe that I should not be alone with any males who I'm not related to. In a, in a close, confined setting, don't put yourself in a place like that. Same thing with him. Hold him accountable to that. Oh, so you, you are the boss at work? Okay, so always have other people around you. Don't just be alone with a female. 
always have other people around you. These are the guidelines. Do we talk about these things? Don't do anything that is going to hurt your other per your 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 partner. I'm your partner. You are my partner. Don't do anything that you know is going to come back and hurt them. Have some boundaries and some guidelines set up because what it's going to do is prevent your home from getting wrecked. And if you don't talk about these things, and I know these are difficult things. Sometimes people don't want to talk about stuff because they don't want to, they think I should know this and you're telling me what to do. And why are you telling me what to do? See, we haven't even gotten married yet and you start telling me what to do. That's the first sign that that's probably not the person you should marry because already you're disagreeing. And what you find is that if you already start disagreeing from the outset, you're going to have a problem later on. So the minute that you start saying, maybe we should do this or with that other person, you, you, see, that's the problem with you. You know, you just want to tell me what to do. The minute you start that, you probably need to re-examine this. Is this the person? Do I want to hear this for the rest of my life? Is this someone that I should get married to? And you have to ask them, why, why does this bother you? Or what, what are your feelings about this? And if they can calm down long enough to talk about it, to say, well, my ex used to do this, or I grew up in a home where I saw that and what kind of behavior it led to, then you give the partner a chance to say, that's not where I was going with this. I was just saying, to, saying that to keep us together. Oh, okay. I can do that. Oh, okay. That's where that is going. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Instead of, oh, learn to set up guidelines. We're not going to yell at one another. Please don't yell at one another. The minute you start yelling at one another, you, you start having issues because you start feeling badly that this person does not care about me, right? So don't yell at one another. Agree to disagree. Okay. I don't agree with it, but... Okay, we won't talk about it. And agree to, in the moment when I disagree with you, I'm not going to argue. We should not argue if we're, we're, we're both disagree about this. Walk away. I'm going to walk away. It doesn't mean I'm walking away from you. It means that the situation is such that I need to breathe. Don't talk about it when you go to bed. Wait. Don't yell at each other while you're in the car. Don't yell in front of the children. Because guess what it does? What does it do? It dilutes the authority of the other parent in front of the children. You're literally teaching your children that one day your parents are, the parents are going to divorce and they're going to take sides. And it is teaching the children how to walk through relationships of their own. Do you see what I'm saying? I, we, we often, as adults, we tend to look at ourselves, especially those of us who have been single, we think we're living our own lives. But you're teaching your children how to live, right? You, you start dating, you're dating multiple partners. You're telling your children that it's okay to cheat. You're teaching them. You're telling your male children and your female children that this is normal. And we don't think like that. You're like, well, I'm doing what I want to do. No, you're not alone. The minute that you have children, you, have now, you are now teaching someone else how to be. And you have to come to the place where you accept that. It's not okay to just walk away from the relationship just because you were having an affair because now you have hurt those children because you have destroyed their home, especially in homes where there was no abuse. There was, you weren't arguing. You weren't even, you know, one partner was not abusing the other. You were just existing and going along you watch so much TV and so much reality shows that if your life doesn't have this, you know, some of us have this image in our minds of what our lives should be. Hello. And when it doesn't match up, we go create it because there's not enough drama. You've heard of people like that. Life can't just be this even keel. They have to have all this other stuff going on. Right? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? So we need, to be, we need to be more ardent about our pursuit of maintaining our family life because it makes you healthier. I mean, how many of you work in healthcare? 
How many of you are seeing so many people of a certain as seniors coming in and they're single, not because a spouse died, but because they got divorced and never married. And for a while there, they were living like King Kong, King Kong. And then all of a sudden they get a diagnosis and who shows up but a child or a, a, a sister or a mother. There's, there's some guy I know who is very ill right now. I feel bad for him, but a few years ago, he was living his best life being a player. And then he got really sick, and it was his mother who had to take him in. So now he's getting visits from all his ex-girlfriends, not one of them whom he had committed to because he thought he was the King Kong. And a few years ago, he was the King Kong and the player. Like that. There are women who do the same thing. You won't settle down. And me, I'm going to the club. I'm going to hang out with my friends. And then you get sick and you don't have a partner. Come on. Come on. Right? Food for thought. So here in Michigan, there is a law in the books that is called the loss of consortium. You remember back in the days when uh, they used to call the, the, the queen, the king's mistress, his his consortium his consortium or something, right? So what that covers the loss of consortium is sort of like a homewrecker law. Uh, what it covers is if your uh, if your partner is injured or your partner dies, you can sue the uh, the part the the other side, the other party for uh, loss of things like you lost affection, you lost sexual, you lost sex. And you lost income, you, right? You lost income and you lost sex and, and so on. So it's called loss of consortium. It typically applies to cases where a partner, a, a spouse was injured. And that injury prevents them from performing all parts of their marital relations as they used to. So people typically attach it to like a personal injury claim well, you know, especially in cases of, of, of physical injury or something like that, right? But it's a law that exists. And it's obscure because we never really thought about it like it can happen. But what if, so I asked the question, I said, what, what if somebody decides that they can go to, the, go to court and they can say, well, I'm going to sue this person because I lost affection and I lost sex and I lost their ability to provide for me because of, someone cheated and your actions of cheating with my husband caused him to not provide these things with me. And I find that it can happen. Ouch. Food for thought makes you think, and we should think about these things. You know, there, there comes a point where we have to have some level, some sort of accountability where somebody has to say, where we have to feel like, you know, just because I can doesn't mean that I should. Just because I can. Yes, I'm a person all day and I have rights. We all have rights. But rights also come with responsibility. The privileges we enjoy come with responsibility. And the responsibility we have is that you can't just randomly uh, hurt other people. I, I know of a situation where a man uh, cheated on his his ex his wife right and it was it became a public display right much to his chagrin and he said the worst part about it was not just what happened was his child his children his children hated him for taking their mother through that public discourse he said for he said especially one of his children his daughter did not speak to him for a while, he had to work. It took him four years for her to work at it, for her to actually resume a relationship with him. Do you understand what I'm saying? And he, that while he was having fun and, you know, ching and da, 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 and he was King Kong and he was the man and he was the king and he was this and that, it had never occurred to him that the unintended consequence of his actions was how much he would, I know this is not a popular podcast. This is not going to be popular. This is not going to be something that, you know, people will want to talk about because it makes all of us feel accountable to something because it's making me feel accountable. 
was it enough just to walk away? And I experienced tremendous physical violence. I had to ask myself, in years to come, what am I going to tell my daughter about why I left, why I left her father? I had to ask myself that question at the time. Am I going to be comfortable saying to her that I could not withstand the physical violence and I eventually thought that it would start happening with you? Is she, you know, whether or not she believed it, she's going to have to trust my opinion that I was making the best decision at the time. I wanted to make sure that it wasn't something as silly as, oh, well, mommy just felt like she needed to have an extra role in the hay with someone. And so she just went down to, you know, uh, the Marriott and just met in room 429, met with met some guy. And, you know, as a result of that, the marriage broke apart irretrievably. I think we need to, you know, a man is a dentist or a doctor. He has people who work for him and he starts having sex with the people who work for him, much to the detriment of his family life. He's a dentist, he's a doctor, he's a professor. He starts having sex with the people around him, much to the detriment of his family life. Recently, Hillary Clinton wrote a book called Gutsy and Gutsy Women. And she was talking about it. Somebody asked her, what's the gutsiest thing that she has ever done? Much to everyone's surprise. Guess what she said? She said the choice to stay within her marriage. That was the gutsiest thing she had ever done. Remember Hillary Clinton? They made a big, they actually impeached her husband because he had sex with, a, he had oral sex with a member of his staff in the Oval Office. It, it puts things into perspective about what's going on right now. It, it makes you really shudder at the thought that you were going to impeach a man because somebody was having sex with him while he was president. And here comes this other stuff coming on down the pike some 20 odd years later. Do you see what I'm saying? And she said the gutsiest thing she did was after that became a revelation on the whole country, the whole world knew about it, she chose to stay married. And she described that as the gutsiest thing she had ever done. And she said it when her daughter, beside her daughter, at the time when that was happening, it was the daughter who was trying to keep the parents together because her life was now being impacted if her parents had, had, had gone apart. And the same daughter is now present hearing the mother disclose that the gutsiest thing she had ever done was to stay within her marriage. Do you see what I'm saying? So here we go. We're having these, all these kinds of relationships and we're not thinking of the unintended consequences. We're not thinking of the, un, the consequences that happen as a result of our actions within our relationships. We're so caught up and so focused on it's me, myself, and I. We're so focused on the 80-20 rule, 80% of my needs are being satisfied. But you know, that girl over there, that guy over there does it like that, and it just makes me zing. And so you focus on the 20% and destroy the 80%. You destroy your, you have to separate your pension, you have to share your wealth. All of a sudden, you were worth a million dollars together. Now, all of a sudden, you're worth $500,000. Let's just put it down in real time. You used to be worth $50,000 collectively. Now it's less than $25,000. Think about that. Right? Think about that. I want you to think about it. And I want you to think about it within the context of how. How does this work? Think about it. We, we all spend so much time just being focused on ourselves and our own individual needs. Marriage was never designed to be easy. First of all, you're not marrying your brother or your sister. So you're not marrying someone you grew up with. You're marrying someone whom you probably never met, never had anything to do with while you were growing up. So you are learning. The process is learning to live with that person, right? You meet someone, the hormones are right, the chemistry is right. And you look, you, the more you get to know the person, the more you realize that there is something deep here and you, you're going on the strength of that. I'm not talking about calculated instances where people meet people and say, oh, I'm going to marry that guy and I know it's not going to last, but at least I'll get child support for the rest of time and I'll get alimony until so, for 10 years and I'll get child support for the next 18 years. I'm not talking about those people. Those people are frivolous and you need to be aware of them. Some of you guys just, I, I heard a story recently of a guy who, he knew what he was getting into. He got connected with a girl who is a dancer. Was a, so what did you think was going to happen? She got pregnant. 
So now you're on the hook for child support and now you're suddenly acting like, oh my God, you didn't expect this. You knew what you were getting into. You walked right into that one. Why are you so shocked that this is the outcome? Do you see what I'm saying? So you let your hormones and your sometimes, my ex used to say it like this. He said, sometimes we would let our egos write checks. Our bodies cannot cash. Isn't that the truth? You let your ego write a check your body can't cash. Because you're sitting there, oh, I'm the man. I can do whatever I want to do until they hit you for that 18-year child support. Some of you ladies, oh, I just thought that you listen to your girlfriends. Your girlfriends are telling you, girl, he doesn't come home. You can do whatever you want to do, forgetting that you're married. Until he hits you with a divorce and suddenly you're going to lose your lifestyle. And the same friends, where are they? Can they help you? Are they able to help you? Some of you women listen to your friends and your friends have proven destructive to your relationships. Who are you listening to? Right? I think we need to have, we need to come back to ourselves. Right? And perhaps if somebody is the direct cause of why your relationship broke, in my opinion, they shouldn't get away with it. I think you should go after them. You should find a way to sue them for loss of cons consumption here in Michigan. Well, they robbed you of having uh, sex and, and robbed you of affection and the provision. Yeah, as a result of their cheating, especially if you have proof of it that it was taking place, heck yeah, go to court and say, yeah, take out a civil case against them. Bring it up in the divorce and take out a civil case against them and see what would happen. People need to stop thinking it's my way or the highway. We, we, we have become so, we've become such a society where we literally just think each of us is an end on to ourselves. Where are we going as a society if we're not thinking as a group? We're not thinking of what's good for all. It's me, myself, and I. It's just like Elon Musk. I mean, you know, he, he, he thinks that life should exist on another planet and this planet should be done after all you billionaires have done something to destroy the planet. Now suddenly you want to go live on another planet? That's delusional thinking. I used to like the guy when he came up with this idea of using electric cars, but when I read the other stuff about him, <laughs> that he likes all this stuff about living on another planet, that's delusional totally delusional. Where's your commitment to humanity? Where's your philanthropy? Where, where's what you think about? You see what I'm saying? And when I look at it, I'm like, hmm, how long have you been married? So I'll leave him alone. But think about people who can't, you can't even, how sometimes I look at some of you guys and I'm like, how do you even, how are you even with someone who you can't, they can't even make a commitment to wanting to have breakfast. To ha to, to, I, I, I'm just not that kind of person. I just don't make commitments. Okay, then you shouldn't be with that person. It, 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 a couple of days ago, we were driving down the street, and we were in a neighborhood, and I saw an altercation happening. And you can just tell that was, I hope it didn't make crime news. But there was the baby mama with the kids in the car. Apparently, she was supposed to meet the baby daddy. So he could buy gas to put in the car as part of his contribution. But the new girlfriend does not want him to have any interaction with the baby mama because that's a threat to her stability. So she's egging the baby daddy on and at the same time arguing with the baby mama, getting boisterous and wanting to be physical. I drove off because I'm like, I don't want to see the end of that, right? Because that is just... Part, and a man is there and he's getting angry and so on. And I'm like, no, you really are angry with yourself for looking at what you have caused to happen because you couldn't control yourself. So you have a baby mama with young, small children, but now you also have another girl who is probably going to say, well, the way to keep that controlled is to go become another baby mama. And I look at him and I'm like, you are not a victim. You, may, you put yourself solely in that position. See, if you had stayed together with the one from the beginning, you wouldn't have baby mama issues. And that is the truth of it. Home wrecker, right? Is it time to hold them accountable? You bet it is. I think it's time, don't you? I think it's time. I think it's time to start holding people accountable 
for wrecking our emotional lives and for wrecking our marriages. It's time to start activating that. It's time to start making people know that you can't just hurt and destroy someone's marriage and then walk off with it and then have the nerve to turn around and marry the person, marry my ex while you are, while you, no, 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 baby. It's time to start holding people accountable. I think it's time we start doing that, right? Has this happened to me? No, they haven't. But I feel for those, I've heard too many of these stories, seen too many hurts, seen too many women whose lives have been impacted and too many men as well, because deep down that man is carrying some guilt. You know it and I know it. He's carrying some guilt for bearing the brunt of what happened because when he and the first wife had gotten together, what was that? That was his commitment to her. If you stick with me, I'm going to give you the world. And then you find out later that the world included a whole world of other girl, of, of other women. And then he leaves you for the younger model. And she's making sure that she lets you know she's the younger model. I think it's time to start holding these people accountable. In women, you are not powerless. And for men, too, whom this has happened to, you're not powerless. It's time. As we come together as a group and collectively hold home records accountable. Yes, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Loss of consortium. Oh, yes, I am for it. Why? Because it's time to hold people accountable. So people know that you can't just walk into someone's life and just wreck their life. And then walk away. It's one thing to take personal responsibility for how happy I feel or my self-esteem. That's a whole separate issue. But you wrecked my life. You wrecked my home. Yes, you should pay. And if there's nothing else that you shouldn't do, I should hold you accountable. And I should make you pay for that. Right? I think so. Am I going to be popular saying this? No. But I, did I seek to be popular? No. I'm not trying to be popular. I am just saying that there is a way. Because at some point, we got to come back to center. And we haven't found our way back to center yet, right? So make sure you tune in for this and other shows. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. Make sure you continue to support us. If you have not subscribed to our podcast yet, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Make sure that you continue to join us and support and subscribe to our station. Thank you so much, everybody. Be blessed. Have a great day. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.